Are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalin. I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. The 50th anniversary season has officially begun, and unfortunately, the 18-game home opener streak for your Portland Trailblazers has ended as the Denver Nuggets came into Portland looking for revenge after the Blazers crushed their dreams in Denver in Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals. The Blazers lost. My voice is lost. But all hope is not lost. Though they may be 0-1, the Blazers played well in many aspects of the game. Big performances from Damian Lillard and Hassan Whiteside made this game a tough one to lose. But Austin and I are going to break down what went wrong, what went right, and what we're glad to see in the first game of this 50th anniversary season. So I was at the game. That's why I can't talk right now. And Austin was watching on TV, so we'll have slightly different perspectives, hopefully. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to say two things. First, I predicted the Blazers would lose, unfortunately. Uh, I don't don't want to be that guy, but I'm that guy. I was pleasantly surprised by many aspects of the game. I thought they played really well in a lot of ways, and I was still really disappointed in a lot of other ways, Um, mostly because of how well they played in certain aspects that it didn't continue in others. Uh, Also, second... I've been calling this three-pointer thing with the Nuggets since last season. I was at a regular season game against the Nuggets last season, and any time they were open, it doesn't matter one through five, Paul Millsap was hitting threes, Jokic was hitting threes, uh, Will Barton, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, everyone's hitting threes. It's the same thing tonight. Um, Some teams are going to miss them if they're open. The 76ers, they're not that deep of a team. Their point guard can't shoot. They're not going to make that many threes. You know, uh, Joel Embiid will get a couple on you and you'll be like, shoot, should have defended him. But the Denver Nuggets, no matter who, they're going to hit the threes if you're leaving them with even just a little bit of space. Um, so now that I've, I've gotten those two points out of the way, Austin, what were your initial reactions to this first game of the season? Well, Christian, my, my first initial reaction is uh, I'm going to crack this lovely Mountain Standard IPA Oof. just to help cope with cope with our first uh our broken uh loss our loss streak what the hell man excuse my uh french but that Uh-oh. was messed up that was messed up um it, i think it's ironic that we had the novelty of it being the 50th season simultaneously breaking that uh did you say it was 18 years 18 game yep 18 years of home yeah. opener wins and my father is 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 by no means a sports uh a fan really of almost any sort um but even he uh shot me a text here this afternoon was like you know the blazers have like the is it the longest can i use that superlative was it the longest home opener streak yes longest in history for home opener streaks the the next uh longest i heard was the celtics with 14 Mm. but that streak isn't current that's that streak has ended well you know it's um it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate that that had to go. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I, I think that before I get diving into this game, I think it's worth noting that I also saw a tweet uh, earlier this evening recognizing that the Blazers, after uh, it was announced that Salt Lake City is having the was a 2023 All Star game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They they won that bid. The Blazers. So. The Blazers lose uh, an 18 – well, the, I'm not even going to focus on the fact they lost it. They had an 18-year home opening win streak. It's their 50th year. I don't know. It just it just seemed like – give us give us an all-star bid. I don't know. But um, I, I'm assuming Salt Lake City probably wasn't a, a perennial 
uh, destination for that bid either. But um, all those things aside, I, you and I talked briefly before this episode about how, you know, there's still a lot to look forward to. A lot of good things. Um, I have all my statistics written down here. Um, as noted uh, plentifully by the announcers, uh, Mr. Lamar Hurd and, and uh, Kevin Calabro, who shout out to both of those guys. Uh, 19 turnovers for Denver, 20 for the Blazers. Um, so definitely a lot of first game jitters, I would say, on both sides um, of the court. Um, Denver had shot 56.3%. Uh, from behind the arc in total 18 for 32 uh, for three points, uh, three point shots. Uh, wow. I sound like a nerd, um, but the Zers, the Blazers had oh. shot seven for 28 behind the arc. So 25%, not so good. Um, they had, but what's so impressive is they managed to still shoot 41.4%. On the night, and Denver had shot in forty-two. So, mm. what does that what does that say about the game? Right, that says that Denver recognized that Hassan was dominating. As I mean, what what was that? I should I should stop for a moment. What was it like? Uh, what was the the climate in the arena like? Watching Hassan kind of put on that show in the first half. I mean, Hassan was just killing. He he scored the first points of the season for the Blazers, um, unless I'm remembering wrong, uh, and and it was off of an offensive rebound, getting a dunk, just right off, like just so much aggressiveness. When he gets the ball, he just goes straight to the basket. Yeah. And all night he was getting rebounds. We knew he was getting rebounds. I'll say um, there was a couple times in the second half where I wanted to see a little more aggressiveness from him where he'd still get rebounds, but they were kind of falling in his lap. Uh, but I'll talk more about that later with But uh, it looks it looked effortless. But, yeah, it I mean, I mean, he was killing it. He he was in great position um, all night. He was scoring. He was doing really well. I thought Zach Collins did pretty well too, and Scal was really surprised me. Did really well in a regular season game. Gets uh, so yeah, but I'll, I'll just get to what I was going to say with Hassan on the three pointers. Nikola Jokic, he can hit threes. Obviously, he got into foul trouble early. He had three fouls in the first quarter. Uh, early in the first quarter, it was like three minutes. And uh, so he didn't play the rest of the first half, which was awesome. And the Blazers didn't capitalize. I was seeing on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, shoot, the Blazers aren't capitalizing. Me watching the game uh, in person and kind of like detached from like all the stats and the announce- announcers, what they're saying, all that. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the Blazers were playing well. Um, but yeah, I wanted them to capitalize more with Jokic out. Um, Stotts kind of went straight to a full... Um, second unit. I mean, Dame stayed in for the whole first quarter, but um, there was a whole s- platoon swap for the Blazers, um, which was a let little... Me, let yeah. me hit on that here just for a second, Christian. I, I made sure to, to add this up and, and note this, and this was something that was noticeable just as somebody that was watching the game. Tolliver, who, I mean, he really didn't play that uh, many minutes regardless, but Tolliver Hazonia, excuse excuse the misspelling on Twitter earlier this evening and in, in, in weeks past, but Tolliver, Hazonia, and Bazemore, guess what those three combined for uh, field goal-wise? Well, I know Bazemore was like two for seven. Um, Hazonia, I know he missed a three and missed a whole lot of other things. Tolliver missed at least one three. I'm, I'm guessing they were like three or four for 13. Mm-hmm. 
I could be wrong. Maybe I maybe I added it up uh, incorrectly here, but my math uh, reflected one for eleven between those three players. Oh goodness, yeah, it was Simon's. That was two for seven. Yep. Uh huh. One for eleven. That's yeah. It was great. That's terrible. So <laughs> so I mean, you can't necessarily count on CJ going five for eighteen uh, for only twelve points. Um, although he still went two for four behind the arc, but one thing's for certain. Um, those three guys have to do something, right? Yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody necessarily uh, expected them to come in and be necessarily even game changing players, but they just they're role players. And um, I I think Hazonia and Tolliver didn't make a shot. And yeah, once again, Tolliver limited minutes. You know, he missed an open three, whatever. That's not going to happen too often. But I. I'm gonna, I, I'll just take a stance, and I, I usually try not to hate in my in my day to day personal life. But you know, this is this is our this is our hobby. This is our job. We're supposed to talk about what we like and what we what we don't like. Um, I don't I don't as as of right now. I I don't know how confident I feel in in, in Mario Hazonia. Um, I think that whereas Whiteside has some some tangibles that transcend offensive systems that I had noted in a tweet earlier, be it wingspan, be it honestly wingspan and physicality. That's really what it yeah. is. And it, and it, and it produces in a way that, um, like I said, transcends among any, any system. Uh, Hazonia at the end of the day, if you can't shoot the ball, it doesn't necessarily matter. And we didn't, I, I need to get some stats to back this up here in the coming games, but did you happen to really see that much of the supposed fast break that we were going to be pushing? There was basically zero of that fast break from what I, I saw. Um, there, I, was, there was I, a I, few times where mm-hmm. Hazonia was on the floor and the ball immediately went to Dame. And and that's the thing is with Hazonia in the preseason, obviously Stotts was trying to get him some opportunities, trying to see what he can do, see how the team can play with him. Um, and I think, I'm guessing that he'll get opportunities like that against um, lesser opponents than the Nuggets, teams like the Hawks, the, you know, maybe even the Kings yeah, coming up yeah, this next yeah, yeah. game. That's um, fair. But the thing is, it's like, it's like there was, it was kind of one foot in, one foot out, where Stotts wanted to have the whole second unit play, but he didn't want to give them free reign when any of them were playing with the starters. And it, it, was, it was just a little awkward for me, which, which makes sense. I mean, I talked about... There's going to be growing pains. I expected the Blazers to lose this game, hoped they would win it. Um, but there's going to be growing pains in that way. And I think that that's the key to it is Hazonia to me looked like, and and I I understand him to be Mo Harkless playing like Evan Turner, essentially, if we're relating it to last season, um, yeah. where a lot of his stats relate and, and his um his skills, I guess, relate to Mo Harkless, but he plays like Evan Turner. And if he's not having the ball in his hands like Evan Turner, he's not going to do well. And we saw that with Evan Turner last season when he got a couple yeah. triple doubles late in the season, when he had more free reign, when he felt confident, when he felt comfortable. But um, there was Hizonia. a point. There was a point where Herzonia uh, was on the floor, and it was him and Fernie, um, CJ. Oh goodness, goodness, uh, Zach and I can't remember. I can't remember that uh, other fourth player, but it was all shooters, and it was yeah. it was him on the floor. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, as as for having this full fledged second unit, I'm fine with that too. Along with yeah. uh, what, the, the nights that we play 
like you said, Atlanta and some of these fringe playoff teams, because that's a that's an opportunity to build chemistry. I also understand it's the first game of the year. Yeah. But I think that once we find ourselves, and I shouldn't say we, once the Portland Trailblazers find themselves in kind of these uh, heavyweight matchups, before there's some substantial chemistry built, there it, it's not the time to necessarily play that full-fledged second unit. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I'm with you. This is the Denver Nuggets. They were the two seed in the West last year. We barely beat them in the yeah. Western Conference semifinals. This the Denver Nuggets team could have gone on to win the finals had they won that game seven potentially. So, you know, to me, they I mean, they definitely wanted this one. Um, it didn't help them that Jokic was out for most of the game. He still played amazing when he did play. Um, and I thought Whiteside played extremely well against him. Um, Whiteside sagged off on a lot of threes, and I think it really just came to him being a little tired. Um, yeah. I, I think it's one of two things. Either Stotts' defensive um, setup where... I think Stotts honestly like was a little more like, okay, let's help on defense. Let's do this. And it kind of confused the players. Whereas for me, I'm just like, these guys can hit threes. You, you gotta be playing on your man constantly. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and Tori, it, Tori either, Craig ended up with 10 just off the bench, two for three yeah. behind the arc, four for six efficient. And, and, and none of these guys really shot a high volume of three aside from Murray, but they all, you know, shot over 50%. Yeah. And, and I'll say, in pretty much every aspect of the game, this game was a win. The only thing that lost it was the three-pointers. And the three-pointers yeah. are huge. Like, Jokic um, struggled inside. Hassan played great defense. Um, a lot of the Blazers played great defense. But the three-pointer is worth more points than a two-pointer. And it doesn't matter how many steals you get. It was awesome to see um, Bazemore get some six steals. He had um, three steals total. Five steals total, my goodness. Mm-hmm. He had three steals um, at the time when he 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 had like two or three straight possessions where he got a steal, but then yeah. they weren't capitalizing on the other end. Yeah, and there was did, a lot of good blocks, a lot of good steals. Yeah, and it just it just wasn't turning into points, um, which was the unfortunate part. But but really, I mean, Whiteside was demolishing. Lillard did everything I wanted him to do. Um, three for ten from three pointer. So you know, I'd like for him to make one or two more. But uh, I mean. It was a really good game. It just like if if like going into that game, to me, if it's like what's the one thing that needs to happen for the Blazers to win, it's literally just like limit the three pointers. Stay on your man. Like I can understand if if the Nuggets have a better play and they're passing the ball around and in getting lost in the sauce, one dude ends up being open and he makes a three pointer. I can live with that. I can't like okay, I'm I'm just a fan, whatever, I can live through anything. But I'm not happy with, you know, looking the guy in the face and just being too far away and he drains it. Because that happened from at least six, seven nuggets tonight. Yeah, and and, 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 and and I've always been told, both in business and in, in personal life, worry about the things that you can control. Um, and, and let's say, even if even if uh, some of those things were controllable, let's, let's bring it back down to what maybe we could have done as a team. Um, and I think that these things are correlated. I think that um, Anthony shooting two for seven and 0 for two behind the arc. Obviously, it's his first game seeing some real minutes in an NBA game. And it's against a real opponent, as we already previously discussed. Um, it, it just kind of seemed like a confidence thing for him. But obviously, there's that hesitation 
behind the arc where he ended up going going to the rack and and uh, you know that it's just he's he's got the game. It's just a confidence thing, and yeah. he'll get there, right? He's going to get there, just like some of these other guys are going to get into the chemistry of the team. Um, but I think that Anthony going two for seven and zero for two behind the three point line, and then CJ going five for eighteen, which that's not going to happen. I think everybody yeah. and their mother would say that. Um, those two players are are going to spread the floor. Um, the only other guy that really spread the floor consistently tonight was Rodney, who I'm actually pretty satisfied with uh, performance wise on five for ten. Yeah. Uh, still, he he shot under fifty percent. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that as a as a baseline for three point shots. That's just how how good Denver was shooting tonight. He went two for Rodney went two for five. But uh, the point being is my take on the situation is. Those 10 threes that Dame shot, I would I would bet your money going back and looking at the film tomorrow that uh, six or seven of those were were Damian Lillard threes, not yeah. NBA, not not NBA spot up, not not open look, not ball around, uh, you know, ball around the arc passes. The, the the court needs to be spread and nobody was nobody was giving a reason for it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. As I'm watching the game. Like, looking down the player list, 10 players played tonight. Damian Lillard killed it. CJ McCollum missed shots, but he played well. Uh, he had minus 10 in the box, plus minus, but it's whatever. Rodney Hood killed it. Zach Collins did really well. Hassan Whiteside absolutely crushed it. Um, gave up some key uh, three-pointers to Jokic that really kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. But, I mean, he played hard all game, so, you know. Even if it's and, because he's tired, I'm I'm fine with it. Like it's okay. And props, like, props to a first uh, 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 a player who's coming off of a first uh, all t- all NBA team as a center for making that adjustment, being basically non-existent in the first quarter and the second, and and barely starting to get the momentum going in the second quarter, and still ending up shooting eight for fourteen on twenty points right. um, and three for five behind the arc. He, you know, game recognized game. He said, okay, this guy can really bother me on the block. I'm an all NBA player. I'm going to spread the floor. Yeah. And uh, he did. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I, mean, I, I like. Jokic I, is clearly like a top 10 player in the league and he played like it. Which is crazy because he's not in good shape. And I really waited a long time to say that. And I know <laughs> it, it's kind of this like berated point on NBA Twitter, but like, I looked at it tonight. I I saw some of the tweets, and obviously I'm probably in the Blazers Twitter sphere. But he's not in good shape, and if anything, he's he he kind of almost looks in worse shape now than he did last year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. not. I mean, I'm not going to Denver Nuggets practices or even games in person to see this guy. And I don't know. But it's just it's. Can you imagine if that guy had just lost thirty pounds in the off season? I, 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 that's a dangerous player, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how much it helps or hurts. Cause that's true. I, I mean, obviously like being in shape is good and helpful in basketball where you run a lot. Uh, but you know, he had a lot of early fouls. I don't know how much, you know, just being out of shape and potentially lazy it is. I, I'm not saying that he is either of those things. Cause obviously he's still an amazing basketball mm-hmm. player, but yeah, yeah, I wonder like, would a little more athleticism um, suit him better, or is he better as this big guy that no one can really defend? But that's the thing. Son Whiteside did pretty well on the right. inside, at least. Um, right. So looking through the rest of the Blazers, like 
as I'm watching, to me, it was Simons and Labissier did great. Labissier, I don't know. Uh, Simons, he was two for seven, um, but he made, a, I mean, he had a sick dunk. That was awesome. And then he yeah. had an, an awesome layup where, I don't know, it was like in midair, changing direction, bringing it up. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. visualizing it. It's hard to describe. I watched it in person. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Labissier. He just did great. He had great energy. He was getting rebounds. Um, he played good defense, good hands-up defense for the most part, um, especially against Mason Plumley and uh, and Jokic. I think he played against Jokic too. But. And they noted they noted that uh, he was he was a starter for Sacramento in the 2017-2018 season. And I remember I remember vaguely noticing that when I was when I because look, people, if you if you've listened to the show, you don't know this by now. Um, I started paying attention, like really paying attention when LA was uh, in his just starting to get into his crazy years in Portland. So I'm a little bit late to the party uh, as for paying attention to the Sacramento Kings. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit late to that party too. But <laughs> that being said, I remember still watching some games and, and, and noticing his game. Um, yeah. And, and, and Christian, I, I know we have some, some, critique out there uh regarding our our pronunciation with it's, i don't even know if that's a word whatever uh <laughs> players last names um mm-hmm. labissier i think he's french I think i've, he's I've french. heard that the r is in there though labissier it? it's like the, it? the haitian haitian french puts the r in there or something i don't know maybe okay, normal so french does too what that's that's oddly specific to be on the fence about but yeah. um i uh why don't this is what we should do? One of our upcoming guests, we should just have like a phonetics um, specialist with the Blazers, someone who's just for some for some odd reason just like super good with these technicalities. Come on the show and be like, this is how tall this person is. This is how you pronounce their name, and this is where they're from, and this is their favorite meal. If if that's yeah. you, please send us a DM. We'd love to have you. Yeah, but I'll say um, three big disappointments from this game, other than three-point shooting that I've talked about a million times. Anthony Tolliver, uh, he just he was just a guy out there. He didn't really do anything. Um, his shot didn't look all that good. I personally haven't had high expectations for him this season, and it's one game, and I'm not going to overreact to it. I'm sure he could show up and hit some big threes. Um, but to me, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know. He's there to shoot threes, and if he doesn't make them, then he doesn't really serve a purpose. Uh, but... If he's going to hit him like Aminu does, I'd rather have that coming off the bench than starting. So that's nice. Um, and then Hazonia, um, another nice thing, I guess, is maybe he's a little lower on the bench than sixth man Evan Turner before, but I don't know. He's probably the first. No, I guess Kent Bazemore's sixth man. Uh, so it's kind of nice to have that a little deeper in the bench. Um, the starters played great. I really liked how the starters played. But yeah, it was Tolliver, Hazonia, and... The Moda Center emptied out way too quickly. It was I noticed like, that. Dude, it was like really disappointing. It's like it's the fiftieth anniversary season. Like Damian Lillard is loyalty to the max. Like, let's be loyal to him and let's stay to the end of the game. That's just me. I don't know. I always stay through like even if it's a blowout on either end. Um I stay to the end. So it's uh it's it was really disappointing to see like last minute still like seven point game. 47 seconds left and the Blazers had the ball and it's like are they gonna win it probably not but like it's still possible and like do you want to be the guy who missed out on the crazy comeback I don't know 
Uh, do you think was, that we're gonna? Do you think that we're gonna start seeing more of that? Um, I mean, it's good. Okay, in my opinion, it's a it's a good problem to have. Um, and, and if I if you look at it through a certain scope, right? Like, I mm. think that it's a certain. If you look at like big market franchises, that behavior is not um, unique. That that happens yeah. all the time in, in big market franchises. Um, obviously, it's happened in years past, and the Blazers haven't been very good. Um, but do you think we're going to start seeing some more of these kind of fringe uh, fans, people that are like, hey, you know, hey, the Blazers are in the Western Conference Finals. My cousin told me about it last week. You know, a fan's a fan, whatever, that's fine. But, you know, certain things come along with that. And um, as much as I appreciate all my friends, especially down here in Arizona, that have started to, uh, you know, in the middle of this podcast recording, I just had someone uh, that I met last year send me uh, a a video of of Dame's spinoff of Mason Plumlee with the the dunk on uh, Murray. So that's not things that happened five years ago. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So um, I'm curious how much of that, maybe I'm, I'm just speculating too much, but I'm curious how much of that has to do with the success that is coming yeah. along with the Blazers. Where it's like, oh, you know, whatever. We'll leave the game early. They're going to, they're the Blazers, which is yeah. like, you we didn't hear that in years past. But I, I, I think I may be just overanalyzing a bit. No, yeah, I, I think it's funny because back when the Rose Garden turned to Moda Center, there was all this talk of, Oh well, you know all the. It's the next step for the franchise. That's the thing you do. It gets you more money. This and this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the Madison Square Garden, the Boston Garden, whatever it's called. I don't know. TD yeah. Garden. I don't know what's called. Yeah. Um, but it's like these iconic places don't have to have names like the American Airlines yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever. It's like no, like Rose Garden is iconic. Like I don't know how you can even justify yeah. calling that. It's a step in the right direction. Like yeah, money's cool, whatever. Like money gets you contracts and players, sure. But you know when when Paul Allen was the owner and had he was what top twenty richest person in America. I don't know. He was at yeah. least a billionaire. Um, I Which, I just mm-hmm. didn't really see that being a good move. I'm, and I'm we- cool with Moda Center. I'm cool with Moda Health. All that, but it's like. Just kind of weird to me, and and that's the thing is with like, you know, that's what you get when you get more fans. But it's like no, like Portland is different. Portland needs to show that it's different, and they stick around and they support Dame no matter what. And like it was, like I could I could like this is gonna be a little too far, but I could like kind of tell when Dame missed one of those free throws, where I was like, I feel like he wants us to be chanting MVP because he had great stats and the game was close. And for some reason, the cl- crowd just wasn't in it in in that way. There were some good defense chants. By the way, still going to call out whoever's in charge of like Blazers games, whatever's going on in that jumbotron, because the fact that for years it's just been defense and let's go Blazers is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like there's that so many so, things you that's can hilarious. chant. There's no three syllable thing you could say. Rip City. Rip City. It's not the easy, like, it doesn't flow quite as well as, like, OKC, I guess. But, like, it's ridiculous that there's only two chants. And, like, I can understand not wanting people to chant constantly because my voice is gone in 20 minutes anyway. But, like, goodness, get some other chants. It gets so repetitive. This is what I need to talk about what I'm about to talk about. All right, bring it. 
All right. I need water. Yum. First, first, <laughs> first and foremost, I just want to give a shout out to Paul Allen. Um, we haven't really had a chance to discuss. I mean, I'm sure we did in season one, um, pretty obscurely, you know, what he meant to this franchise and who he was as a person. I don't know if you had a chance, Christian, to watch this recent Bill Gates uh, special on Netflix. By any chance? No, no. I shook my head. Sorry, didn't realize you were. Hey, and 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 uh, honestly, the best policy. We are working with very minimal uh, technical standards over here, and Christian has been stuck in the same hilarious pose on my end of the screen for the last like fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. So I watched. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched that bit, and 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 the way that Bill Gates talks about Paul Allen is is so indicative of what portland and the northwest kind of represents in my mind and this Mm -hmm. is coming from somebody who has lived you know hundreds of miles away for over two years now and um paul allen uh paul allen was a rebel he was somebody who was a uh was was a friend before anything else and was a like a hobbyist that just took it to the extreme and um just as many times as bill was like hey man let's you know you got to work tw- like 18 hour days that we're building something here paul was like listen man i'm just trying to play my guitar this is like here i'm here to support you like blah 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 but like it just it's so I, I know this is such a tangent, but I, I just really want to pay my respects to that man um, because I think he had a huge role in what Portland meant and um, and what it and what it represented when it when it started reflecting his character in um, everything that the Blazers do. Um, and 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 I'm like I said five to ten minutes ago, I'm really pretty new to what the Blazers have encompassed in their history right i mean there's a lot of old heads in, in the blazers twitter sphere, twitter sphere that talk about uh this player that player um you know th- this era that era if there's one thing i know for certain it's that paul allen had a, had a lasting impact and i, I just really want to say that um you know we miss him and I, i'm really happy to hear that his sister um decided to kind of retain that responsibility um and I think that that was for the betterment of the franchise. And I absolutely have no idea where I was going to go with that point, other than that, Christian. But I just, Love I it. just felt felt the need to pay my respects to to Mister the Paul Allen. Mm. All right, so wrapping up game one. That game was good. It was <laughs> <laughs> the 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 biggest growing pain I think was just Terry Stotts figuring things out and figuring out how to defend against the Denver Nuggets. Um, But I think the team did really well at playing together. Obviously, there were some turnovers that didn't need to happen, but that's going to happen. It's it's not – it wasn't too much to complain about, in my opinion. I think they did really well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just really happy with it. This team looked like a team that's, like, ready to contend already. They look like one of the best teams in the West already, um, which is this much more – three-point shooting, that game is uh, three-point defense. That game is easily a win, in my opinion. And I think they'll bring that to the rest of the games uh, in these next 
13 out of the next 20 games when they're on the road, when they're trying to figure out who they are identity my, as a team. So I'm still my last that. my last sentiment, my friend, would just be that if 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 we're not going to live up to the fast break offense that we've promised, um, which Tara and all of us have already discussed the viability of that promise last episode. Um, then let's run some actual set plays. I understand yeah. that's out. I, I understand that's outside of the Terry Stotts uh, forte, but um, our good friend Tori had made a point and tweeted that the, the Terry Stotts offense sometimes can just be kind of um, uh, accidental, if that's the word for it, you know, and, 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 and that's good when you have, players that have longevity and chemistry. But right now, I think we need to, uh, if we're not going to do the whole fast break and effort based thing, we got to run it, just throw a couple, couple set plays in there. That's, that's the was, last, last thing I wanted to say. I was very disappointed when I saw the second unit in, there was not a single starter and the ball went from the far right corner. Pass, 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 pass. No cuts, nothing. Just pass it around and see what happens. And no one knew what to do. It's like, what are you doing? You're, like, if it's the second unit, <laughs> none of you are skilled enough to, like, really do something impactful oh, on your own right this second. You right. need a play to open something up. I was like, what is going on? That was, like, two straight possessions. Yeah. So that was pretty wild for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. that That's going to take some work right there. And uh, there was one time, one time where uh, starters were in for the most part. Bazemore was in also. Um, ball started in one corner. Player could have shot it. I don't remember who it was. They passed it to Bays. Bays could have shot it, and it would would have been perfect. And he passed it to Zach Collins, and then Zach Collins like, well, I guess I got to shoot it now. And he <laughs> shot it, and he missed. He airballed it. But it was like, dude, Baysmore, take that shot. Like you were open enough to take it. Just go for it. Don't pass it to Zach Collins and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of worries uh, associated with the Baysmore Hazonia combo at this moment. But uh, I guess I guess uh, it's first game of the year. Yeah. Bays brought inten- intensity. He had five steals. I was pretty stoked about that. I think his shot will come and go, and that he'll improve in the near future. So, real quick, uh, before we finish off around the NBA, obviously the Battle of LA happened. The Clippers beat the Lakers. Kawhi uh, wrecked without Paul George helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other things. Let's see. Uh, the Nets, Kyrie hit. 50 points 50 ball game with the nets no and he no lost turnovers to the timberwolves in overtime mm-hmm. so good no turnovers and he and he uh he had he had layman shook i saw on a tweet he did a, he did one of these uh behind the back kind of hezzy moves and had layman shook for a minute but you know i i also heard that uh mr mr jake the snake actually had a, had himself a little bit of a good game at least for a portion of uh at least for a portion of the minutes but yeah continue my friend yeah i mean i was at the Blazers Nuggets game and I don't I barely know what people are saying about it. I don't know what people are saying about <laughs> other games cuz I was busy watching a basketball game and driving right. and walking cuz There you go. So yeah. Well, and hey, so uh, as we wrap up, I just want to go ahead and note that uh, let me uh, pull up the specific information here. But uh, Christian had noted that he was actually at the game. Are we hope to have in the first week of November little sneak peek if you're still listening to us rant our good friend the head chef of levy restaurants jessica barnes aka chefy helms uh, i don't know if that's because she's at the helm of the chefiness but um yeah so we're gonna try to have a little bit more of a personal 
game goer uh, guest here to tell you guys about uh, the new cuisine and beverages you may experience at the Motor Center. Here in the Sounds coming weeks. good, dude. So yeah. what what is coming up for the Blazers? They are going to Sacramento, and this Friday playing October twenty fifth against the Kings. They're going to stay on the road, go to Dallas, play this Sunday, um, the twenty seventh, and then go to San Antonio, the twenty eighth, uh, to play the Spurs, and then going to uh, Oklahoma City to play the Thunder. So hopefully. Um, we probably won't be able to cover that Thunder game uh, next week, but we'll be covering the Kings, Mavericks, and Spurs in next week's episode. So hopefully the Blazers will win at least two of those. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Comment on YouTube. Uh, shoot us a message on Twitter. Shoot, um, you know, add us on Twitter. Whatever you want to do and let us know if there's any specific topics or, or players that you'd like us to watch for. Yeah, and uh, it's a late-night episode, so sorry for a little... Uh, on the tiredness, uh, my voice is obviously gone, and, and yeah. Who who are, who are we who are we featuring for our uh, musical uh, musical renditions this evening, Christian? Well, we are definitely gonna have um, some Ziggy Zay in there, uh, at least on the video, um, and then we're definitely gonna get some. Ant- uh, he goes by Mashoni. We're gonna mm-hmm. get Mashoni on the podcast version mm-hmm. for sure and we'll, and we'll mix and match in there we'll uh let you know in the in the details and we'll and we'll grab some some new audio here from him shortly uh thank you to ziggy and uh Michoni for providing uh said audio uh, as always you folks can find us on twitter uh, instagram and um never on facebook <laughs> on maybe on each of our individual accounts on Facebook for the time being, but I mean most of our most of our audience is not on Facebook, so <laughs> um, definitely find us at Peeps and Plaid. Rate, subscribe, like, all that jazz, and uh, thank you, folks, for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. Yeah.